Commander Tom Toko So Cook with his Let's Jump Together from the album Dreams from Beyond the Frontier. We've got a very special episode today, so I'm going to just jump right into it. Hello, and welcome to Elite Week, episode 24. This is a very special episode. This is pre recorded, it's an interview that we'll be releasing tomorrow, Tuesday, the 21st of July. And today I have as guests Arthur Tolmy 
uh, Senior Community Manager for Elite Dangerous and Frontier Developments, and Stephen Benedetti, Community Manager for Frontier Developments and Elite Dangerous. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, very kind to have you on. Thanks for having us, Kat. It's always a pleasure. <clears throat> right on. So let's get right to it. So now, Stephen, I've already... Uh, I've, I've already uh, interviewed Stephen, and uh, uh, we've gone round and round and round with all kinds of questions and me fishing and him, you know, uh, uh, doing his job. So, <laughs> so now we get now we get Art. I get to go eight rounds with Art and, and, yep. and see see where we end up. Uh, but no, <clears throat> all kidding aside, I, I just want to say for the record up front, I'm not interested in asking you for, you know, the hot scoop so to speak. I'm not asking for you to divulge information about Odyssey or, you know, whatever uh, that you're supposed to do in the proper chain of yada, yada, yada announcements and whatnot. <clears throat> but I'm more interested in getting to know how you think and how Frontier works so that we can, number one, better understand what is and what is coming and how it's coming and, and what we will get and what we won't get sort of as, as, as a series of ideas. And, and, and also number two, just because as fans of this game, I think it's in our benefit <clears throat> to understand frontier better so that we, number one, don't get ourselves excited for things that aren't coming and then have our hopes crushed and then we get bitter, but also number two, understand when things happen that, it's like, oh, this happens like that. Okay, well, this is unfortunate. I'm not happy about it. You're not happy about it. It's going to take a week or two or whatever to fix. It's going to take however long it takes. And like, let's all just be reasonable adults and kind of carry on kind of thing. <clears throat> so, Arthur, I'm very, very interested. You, as far as I know, are in a unique position as community managers in that <clears throat> you have been playing front, uh, uh, Elite Dangerous for years prior to joining. I think all the community managers play elite and, and normally sort of, I think the average that you would expect is like, yeah, I started playing elite when I applied for a game to represent their community. And I kind of got to know it a little bit and, you know, and I've enjoyed it, but like you are an actual commander first and then now a community manager second. That's right. I, I played Elite Dangerous. Um, I was always aware of Elite Dangerous when it went to Kickstarter. Um, it's a story I've told a few times, but I was very mm -hmm. lucky to meet uh, the devs. I was working at my own company at the time, uh, and I was doing something at BAFTA, which is a, an award ceremony in the UK. And the guys from Frontier were there, and they had a little pop-up stand, and they were showing off Elite in its sort of very, very uh, early, early stages. And I still have, to this day, uh, the pin badge they were giving out on that day. Um, and I've been a fan of Elite for for many many years when i was uh i i can't i, I can't remember the exact year uh, uh, elite 2 frontier came out but i remember being absolutely enamored with um i knew what elite was um because when the first one came out i i i looked at it and i understood it but i was too young to really sort of play it well when mm. the second one came out um i remember looking at the graphics and at the time they were incredible there was like sort of uh, all these 3d models and all this sort of jazz and i remember the box coming out this white box opening it up and inside there was a, a star chart and I remember vividly seeing Bernard Star and stuff like that and just I'm a huge science fiction fan and um, I, I like the the reality of science and stuff like that so I got into Elite at a very very young age I was very bad at, at, at Elite 2 I couldn't really play it I think I was, wasn't smart enough 
Um, and then obviously when Elite came out on console, I jumped at the chance to get involved and I've been playing it on Xbox ever since. I, I play almost every other night. Um, I generally spend a lot of time um, exp doing exploration stuff and, and doing a lot of bounty hunting, a lot of fun with that. Um, I'm just getting into um, sort of, I've, I've, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but I've just started recently getting into sort of um, learning to fly entirely with flight assist off. Mm. doing some cool stunts and stuff like that which is really really cool um so yeah i've been i've been a fan um for a long time i, I think what i tend to do throughout my life and it's a very old boss that said this to me was like um if you can make your avocation your vocation then you'll never work a day in your life um and i always go to do stuff that i really really like so i've always targeted like when i got to do my first sort of um outside of my own business when i did community management work for for 2k uh, I did it for Borderlands 3, and that was a franchise I had a lot of time for. I really enjoyed it. It was something I could put a lot of effort into. Mm. Um, but, um, Elite Dangerous, as soon as that job role came up, I was like, I need to have that job because I love this game. I love every aspect of Elite. Um, so I, I, I applied really hard for it. <laughs> uh, nice. I even chased down some of the people who say, look, hey, look, I've applied and I haven't heard a response. But obviously, that was a lot of the world had changed then with the <laughs> global issues that we have in terms of mm -hmm. health. And um, so it slowed everything down. But I was, I was sort of rabid to get the job nice so as a long-term player um what do you think is the difference in viewpoint uh, when you shift from one side of the line to the other now keep in mind you're more sophisticated than the average player as we just said you you had your own business you then you uh transitioned and you did community management for for 2k um wh so what are the biggest surprises when you sort of got to see behind the curtain at the great and powerful laws bigger surprises i guess it's hard for me to say it was a surprise because i'd come from a different um sort of publisher i think as a player to when i was owning my own business i was i still wasn't sort of publisher side or, or dev side mm -hmm. um, i think the biggest thing you notice is just it really is how hard the simplest things are to fix and not simple fixes um, and one of the things that you'd think would be quite simple is it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of time um, because you don't want to get things wrong and you know I, one of the things you'll find um sort of with my tenure here is like i will be as open and as honest with the community as i as i can be because it's what the community deserve we all know that our last patch wasn't fantastic and we're working very hard to fix it but those things aren't quick fixes you know we have to work mm. on the problem and fix it etc etc um so i guess it was just the 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 mechanics of how to get things done behind the scenes and how many people that involves and how many sort of wheels you have to turn to make um something happen it's not really isn't that let me just press a button and it will be fixed um mm. so i guess that was the the one not surprise um but it, it's just one of the things i think people don't realize is is as easy as it sometimes it, it can appear to be mm. interesting and and what do you think are some of the sort of Oh, over and above that, what do you think are some other sort of common misconceptions that the masses may have uh, from from being on our side of the line that from your side of the line? Obviously, as you just said, there's the fact that sometimes things that you think would be quite simple, it's like it, it, it might not be as simple. Are there any other things that kind of you wish from your side that players sort of understood better that would help? them to help you to make this whole process better do you know what i i, I, you know, I and this is i see a lot of community managers post this online they go oh you know people think this is what our job is and and a lot of them not say moan um but they're just like oh you know people think our job is is really easy mm. um 
I could I could argue and say that's one thing I wish people understood. But the part of me and a part of our job is no, I I really don't want the community to to, to have to, to to understand that the community's job is to enjoy the game mm -hmm. and tell us what is working, what isn't working, and give us the feedback. There is a lot of misconceptions around sort of the stuff that we do in terms of like, um, you, you guys just um, not saying that everyone says this, but the belief that we just sort of reply to a few messages on, on forums and, and play the game there's a huge <laughs> amount of work that goes in like the guys like um for argument's sake for i'll, I'll give an example because steven's on 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 the podcast um mm -hmm. when we did the stream with exegius and we did the um the the engineered the PvP? yeah the yeah PvP one yeah um steven had to spend six seven hours just getting the ships ready for that one stream and it, was, it wasn't a fun task it was just something he had to do for essentially what would be an hour's worth of content Mm -hmm. um, and that's just one element of what his job is like Stephen will have to build programs for what's going to happen on the channel where it's going to go how does that fit in with our um so like um when we have a campaign there'll be key beats and key pillars and everything that I asked the team to do has to fit within those key pillars and that's asking someone to plan something six seven eight months down the line and mm -hmm. and tie in not just Twitch but every other platform and what everybody else on the on the, on the team's doing. So the, the job of a community manager really is very very complex. But the primary function is to listen to players, and so to a degree, I don't want the best thing about our community and any community really um, is you, they keep us honest. So I I don't I would never want to say to a community I'll piece it from our side because that's not really the community's job. The community's job is just to tell us. Hmm. Look, we're really enjoying this, and and this is fun. Or why can't we have this, or or, or whatever it's going to be. And our job really is to listen, to feed that back, and to take in. I think the hardest part, I think, what people don't maybe don't realise, is we try and balance out understanding the workload of what dev side have got, and then looking at all the stuff that's coming in and saying, look, where can we find a happy medium here, and where can we really fight to push to have these things addressed immediately, and where do we sit in priority list in terms of we look at the bigger picture in terms of what what's coming down the line sort of thing so i guess that's the the, the biggest difference or change interesting okay and so another oh go ahead Steve. on for that i just want to add that um i think it's important as well that even even though we have uh we do listen to players sometimes they feel like we're not listening because they're not responding straight away mm -hmm. um and just that sometimes a response one takes a bit of time and two it's something that we we notice um on all of the platforms and we do keep up on the forums steam um reddit um, discords we we look through all of these things and we kind of bring it all together to try and answer and speak to as many people as we can and sometimes it takes a wee bit of time um but it's just important for everybody to know that we are we are watching and we are listening mm interesting okay all right so art arthur i'm sorry just... i don't know art's fine i think <clears throat> far worse I, I normally sign off as off which is the noise a dog makes so i'll take art <laughs> you, you know though if you're gonna if you're gonna sign off as art and you're gonna use arf as your icon you're kind of required by law i think to uh embed with the uh the hull seals for a while and, and put in some time there Yes, I do. I, do you know what I, I really, do, I really like is their um their icon. I love the icon they have. Um, so I kind of want to get involved with that. Yeah, I want, I want to go around collecting icons. Halpy. <laughs> so that's that's Halpy the uh, Halpy the seal is the uh, the patron god of the uh, the hull seals. I'd love to be involved. <clears throat> All right. Well, I, I will I will send you in the direction. Yeah, I've got some PC. people. Yeah, yeah. And also, 
uh, just as to hit on, you mentioned uh, about the flight assist off thing. Newton's Gambit is for sure for everybody listening. If you're interested in learning the basics of flight assist off all the way to the highest level of play with it, Newton's Gambit has you covered. They're a great Discord community that is just all around flying using 100% Newtonian physics. I was playing with some PvP players last night on Xbox and they mentioned Newton's Gambit. Um, but I, w- I will say this, like if and not to, to, to go off subject, we'll come back real quick, but if you haven't ever played with pilots or commanders that are really good um, flyers, mm-hmm. it's entirely a thing to witness when you watch, um, I don't know, what was what was he in last night? He was in a, a vulture, but just cartwheeling past his condor and just stripping it as he sort of span around this, this anaconda as it sort of flailed. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. trying to sort of track him, um, and he he was doing it, and he wasn't, you know, he was, it, it was it was really something to behold, and it makes you want to be that good. So mm. <laughs> I can do the basics, I can sort of fly and then sort of slingshot and spin around and flick flights this back on to stabilize, but this these guys were just, it was like watching the dance, and it really is when you see it, it's very cinematic and it looks mm. so cool, even to the point where he was just checking out my ship, he was just literally just pine-wheeling around the ship um, with ease and it just looked really really cool and there's people who do stunts and stuff like that out of them um, out of the letterbox which is really cool to watch but sorry newton's guy but yes no 100 percent. and so so remember kids if you too want to fly around like the expanse and do that maneuver where you're flipping around and lighting somebody up the whole way hit up newton's gambit <clears throat> okay so as as a long-term xbox commander yeah. uh what do you feel like are some interesting viewpoints that you bring to you know i think a lot of sort of the the talk about the around development and whatnot for elite dangerous is sort of focused on the pc side but as an xbox player you know and there are many console players of, of both xbox and playstation variety what are some sort of concepts or some some sort of uh priorities that you feel like you bring to the table that that sort of differentiates you from a lot of the guys that have pretty much just played on on pc i think that's a tough question i mean i, I haven't seen it for, just going back to like almost your first question i think one of the things i didn't realize is just how considerate the devs are when they do when they do stuff like it has to work on everything so if, if they put something in they're like does will this work on console i think as a console player i maybe never th- realized that as such i think because there was that period of time where we were slightly behind getting stuff from PC, but now generally speaking, everything is in line and everything drops at the same time. Mm. Um, I think one of the things um, that's a priority for, no, it's not just just for me, but um, one of the things we're aware of is, is we want players to play together and, and we want that to be easy. Mm. And be, it's not as easy as it should be right now. Um, and I think console players, that's, we're so used to that in every in every aspect of, of what we do. So um, I think that's, that harkens back to it not being originally a, a console game. But I think that's the thing we're trying to work on. Well, I mean, so let's let's look at two aspects of that. The, f- the first question that I have with regard to that is, you know, your your viewpoint is key in how you play the game and, and what that brings to it. For example, uh, you know, I play on HOTAS, so a lot of my um, sort of, how do I say that? A lot of my, the things that I notice and the things that I work for and the things that are in my mind are, are, are around the HOTAS. Um, how do you guys play, Arthur, Stephen? Oh. I mean, I'll oh, Stephen, do you want to go first? I've realised I'm hogging the, the the podcast, but not at all. Yeah, no, I I, I normally play with uh, I play on PS4 with my personal account, but when I play um, 
when I play for streams and stuff, I normally use the Xbox controller. Um, and I've got this really cool stream deck as well. Where I'm trying to get a nice setup so I can get some uh, quick key commands. Nice, nice. So I, 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 I sort of flick between the two. So I have Xbox controller, obviously, for my for Xbox, which is my, so my personal account. But I also have a personal account on PC. Um, so at the moment, because I'm, I, well, I'm moving house. So I'm, I'm moving house, I'm hoping, next week, I'll mm. be in a new house. But at the moment, my current setup is a tiny dining room table with everything stacked on it. So there's there's a router, a monitor, a laptop, two keyboards, a mouse, and the two, two mice, actually. Um, a microphone, a headset. So there's literally no room for my hotel. So I will use, at the moment, I'm using my Xbox controller, which is fine because I'm so used to using it. Um, but once I have my setup, one of the things I'm actually doing is building myself a proper sim rig. So when I move in, I will have uh, space for my hotel. Um, nice. Uh, just because I, I'm, I'm, I am a genuine sci-fi fanatic, so I'm, I'm well into it. Do you know any of the devs or community managers that happen to play mouse and keyboard? For by example, for example, I don't know if Dav does. I'm sure he mentioned it to me that he was playing mouse and keyboard. I might have misheard him though. Um, mm. I know that um, designer look better than does. I've seen him play with that. Okay, yeah. because you had mentioned just uh, just a moment ago, sort of the amazing stuff you see that a lot of PvP players do, and a, a big thing in the PvP community, I think, is a lot of them play mouse and keyboard. And to give you just an example of like a thing that how you play sh sort of colors how you see things and issues what's important to you i know for example that for the mouse and keyboard players uh a, a, an issue that has been very very sort of key to them and they've been asking for pretty much for the length of the game like five years is <clears throat> to toggle the relative mouse position button if they could get a toggle for the relative mouse position button, this is a thing that they have been desperately wanting forever because the way they fly with the relative, the, the, there's a relative mouse position access uh, in the options and they toggle it on and that helps them to get really precise control when they're flying flight assist off and they're flying in regular space. It's great for them. But that exact same thing is so crazy clunky if they ever put flight assist on or when they go into super cruise and it literally for the life of the game has been an issue that's near and dear to their heart of can we get a toggle for that so that when we go into super cruise it doesn't because when you go into super cruise that thing that helps you so much becomes a massive massive hindrance well, that, i mean I, I now, that, that is I guess because I don't play mouse and keyboard, something I probably haven't focused on. But it's, it's, mm. it's feedback I will take. And one of the things I, I will say to anyone is, whenever someone tells me stuff, it's, I don't just go, okay, yeah, sure. I will I will take it back. And I'll be like, look, is this something we can fix? Um, and is this something we can do quickly? Um, and if it is, then I will put it in in the list. Um, but this thing I look at, Kai, absolutely. Yeah, it's and I mean, a lot of people. it doesn't, I, and I, just to be completely honest with you, it's an idea that, I didn't care about it all. I didn't know about because I don't play mouse and keyboard. I played yeah. with the Hotes. But in talking to, to that community recently, um, that was a thing that came up. And then I researched it and I was like, oh, wow, this has been a thing going back in the forums and and like requests for a long time that just me as a Hotes player, I never noticed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, you're, 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 sometimes you don't see the wood for the trees. If you're playing a certain way, you won't look at something else. So, mm, Yeah. 
And uh, I lost what the second point was with regard to what you were just saying. I was thinking, I was like, there's two questions that I want to ask based on that. Uh, it was Xbox Commander. Uh, uh, nope, it's gone. It's lost to the ether. It might come back to you at some point. <clears throat> it might. It might. But let's bring up um, and, and let's bring Stephen into the conversation more here. I've been enjoying for sure getting to know to know Arthur, but I'd like to hear you know from both of you guys on on on, on this general stuff. Um, let's talk about you mentioned the dot three patch, and the dot three patch has uh, I don't know if you saw but but my, the episode of my show that we put out on uh, on on Friday the thumbnail I put for it is uh, the uh, you know sort of the image of uh, you know we when 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 the angry crowd storms frontiers door. And yep. it's got a bunch of Jawas, and it's like we require the egg. Give us the egg. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's just you know it, it's just a little bit of of, of silliness. But I, I want to give you guys the opportunity to talk about this because. I'm, so I'm happy. To see, I'm happy for you to talk about it, but I'm more than willing to take the lead on this. But it's entirely up to you, mate. I don't want to throw you under the bus. I'm like, talk about the new patch, Stephen. <laughs> Well, so I mean, my my view on it is, and and, and maybe this is this is skewed, but like I, I look at this and I say, like, okay, so there's a lot of things here. Number one, there's there's this is a continuation of patches, sub patches, whatever, to fix issues introduced with the June 9th thing of 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 fleet carriers, and it's like. Yeah, when you introduce something that that's that's that big, it's a it's a big piece of content that sort of touches many many other pieces of content. There's always, even with proper beta testing, there's going to be some yep. some wrinkles that you have to smooth out. And I sort of expected it. And for the people that are like, God, I can't believe this is happening. It's like, all right, look, in 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 an MMO, because this is what MMOs do. You're either going to not get stuff or you're going to get stuff. It's going to be buggy. They're going to have to fix it, even with betas. And I look at this and I say, this is a very small price to pay for the for for what you get, which is a big honking chunk of stuff that touches all of the other pieces of the game. So it's like, okay, whatever. And (coughs) go ahead. Uh, No, I was going to say, look, um, we and this goes to what I said right at the start. We will always be open and honest this last patch did not work as intended clearly didn't work as intended and sure there are, there are issues in there and one of the things that we're, we're super conscious of is stuff like the tritium stuff we the mm-hmm. hate the fact there are players who've got the fleet carriers and are now sort of stranded um there is the patch was intended to sort of balance some some mining issues out which, which is still in the game and we're trying to work that through and find mm-hmm. a happy medium which is going to be very very tough and like you said there'll always be people who will be un- unhappy and there'll be people that are there are people that are happy that it's it's, it's, um, it's been balanced out and there will be people that are, will be unhappy that it's balanced out because they're making a lot of money very quickly mm-hmm. um but look we know it didn't work very as it was uh, very well as it was intended and that is what is top priority i mean literally after this podcast i then go into a dev meeting about uh, about the patch so it's it's like one of the things that you'll find now that we we have our full team of community managers we will be honest we're not going to tell you and tell you something that isn't what it is like the patch didn't work as it was supposed to work we're going to fix it um sure and but it's, it's one of those things like you said like we can test things as much as we can and like the the devs honestly are gutted when they find out things don't work or break because they have to remember like and i think sometimes that's what's missed is 
the devs that make Elite, Elite is is their baby, right? And they they absolutely adore that product because that's that's their life. That's what they work on. It's their it's their sure. it's, it's it's their piece of work. Um, and when they do something that doesn't quite work or it, or, or it, it puts something out of kilter, it really affects them. And they don't want it that way because they hate seeing players unhappy with their product. Um, so they were just as unhappy as the players were. Um, and they and they did test it, but obviously something in between. Uh, something was missed and mm -hmm. it, it just didn't work and, and now they've got to go back and, and fix it and they were working over the weekend i know they were um to make sure we can get the patch as quick as we can mm. it's also I, important to to add to that that um video game development as much as we'd love it to be easy is not uh it's it's a process that we have tried to perfect and hone throughout our company and other companies but unfortunately i mean the the engine that we use the game engine we've used has been around for five years since the game's been going and we do update it and we do try to fix it but it's it's it can come with certain complications and even after um it's been through the testing once it actually enters the live game um it can react totally different i mean we look at the game that we've got right now and this is a, this is a massive one-to-one -one scale of the galaxy um, and you've got to think that with a QA department and the development department, they have time to work on the game to a certain extent um, and with the other games going on as well. Um, and unfortunately, no matter how hard we try, sometimes there are things that miss because it's so massive. Um, I can vouch for that. I used to do QA, as people will know, and I can, I can, I can totally uh, empathise with yeah this thing works uh, and then it goes into the live game and it doesn't work and you're like how has that happened we did every check that we should have done and sometimes it's just a wee bit of code that um that doesn't mix with some old code even though we've got the new code or something that's not been there's so many things that happen um but as arthur said it's it's very important to know that when we move forward and make changes such as uh rebalancing of mining there's a lot of people who think that that's the right move as well with the hotspots oh 100 percent so, I mean, like, first off, on the dot three patch, I mean, I, people were like, oh, this is the end. That's it. Frontier had, there were too many people playing the game. And so Frontier wanted to end that. So they, and it's like, okay, idiots, hold on a second. Let's, let's calm down. Number one, did they intend to nerf mining? Yes. And anyone who's been paying attention knows that they needed to. It, it needed to get adjusted a little. But clearly, there's two things here. One was a nerf and one was a break. The nerf was, I, I'm just going to guess, and I'm not asking you to commit to this or whatever, but I'm, I'm just throwing out a number. Let's say they intended to nerf mining and LTD specifically by, say, maybe around 30% or whatever. And that was, okay, I'm sure in there, I don't know. We can't tell because what also made it in there was a break on how hotspots are modeled. And the part that is the nerf is going to stay. The part that is the break, it's going to take them a week. They're going to fix it and life will move on. If you don't, for all of those people that are like, well, that's it. I'm uninstalling the game. It's done for now. It's like, hey, relax. Go yeah, kill some I mean, Thargoids. Yeah. Go, go <laughs> do some combat. Go do some buckyball racing. Go turn the dark wheel. Go, go, go do something that's not mining for a week. They'll fix it. It'll be fine. Just, just yeah, relax. I mean, I mean, we do see a lot of it. And one thing I'd say to any, to, like, look, you can, you can believe it from me when I say, look, we genuinely love the game. We genuinely mm -hmm. love our community when we do. That's, but if you were cynical to think, well, actually, that's not true. We don't believe you. I'd, I'd, I'd flip it and say, hey, look at it from another perspective. If you don't believe that, 
there is no business in the world that would want to alienate its players. <laughs> like we don't 100%. want to, to, to players to leave. That makes no business sense. But that's none of this. Of course, there's a business element, and I'm never going to sit here and say, "Hey, you know, we're doing this just for for this for for the sake of it." Um, but there's no way we want to drive players away. It's, it's the absolute opposite of what we want to do. We want to make we want to make the universe feasible. So that, yes, there needs to be twi- uh, tweaks and balances to, to mining mm-hmm. and such. And but we mm-hmm. certainly don't want to break the game and upset players so they leave because that's the worst case scenario for us. So that's never never ever in our plan ever. A hundred percent. So let's look at the issue of. I mean, obviously, yes, the, the it'll it'll take a week, whatever. Then there'll be another patch, and you'll fix the part that broke. That part will be fixed but there is another part of it that people may have a valid reason to be happy or not happy or whatever about me personally i'm happy mining you know so if you look at ltds ltds i think you guys left artificially high i think you left it on purpose to ease the pain of people that were grinding on their road to a fleet carrier but when you guys nerfed everything in january you nerfed all of the sort of mining stuff to sort of bring it in line, you very pointedly looked the other way and left the door open for people to get easy cash for for fleet carriers. It, it appears to me, and and now it's like okay, let's let's bring that back down, bring it in line. Um, but <clears throat> for 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 balancing, let's let's look at the whole concept of balancing or whatever. How do you guys feel about you know? Obviously, you're taking steps to try to bring mining sort of in line in, 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 in a form. <clears throat> there, I think there is a very valid statement that could be made that adjusting mining is all well and good and, and should happen. But in addition to that, there should sort of be a larger balance pass to the entire game to include things like trading exploration mission running and combat where you know maybe column a needs to come down a little bit maybe column b c and d need to come up a little bit how what do you guys what what sort of it's uh how do you look at that the toughest question ever because the easiest thing uh that everyone will say will be like bump everything up bump everything up and and bring it in line um Mm -hmm. with mining uh, for argument's sake, and, and I'm just using broad terms here, so I, I'm, I would just I'll, I'll use it as an example. The problem you have with that is then it becomes the game becomes far too easy, and there's a lot. The thing is, there's a lot to Elite Dangerous, and it gets very at the moment. A lot of people are focused on sort of credits in terms of mm-hmm. what um, is that's the reward, that's the end game, and really the end game of Elite is way beyond uh, just earning money or even a fleet carry. You know, there's engineering and exploration. There's the Thargoids. There's the Guardians. There's there's a, there's a lot of stuff we we want to do and we want players to experience. The problem with making things, any one thing too easy, and mining is one of why we're addressing it, is that people then don't experience all the other pillars of Elite. So they don't mm-hmm. they don't explore, they don't bounty hunt, they don't trade. Um, and it's really difficult. We are still trying, you know, to, to, to balance that off because what you'll find is we have a very active community. So once someone finds, and I don't want to use the word exploit, but once someone finds an easy way to make money, then they will mm-hmm. spread it. Right? And that's great, the community talk. But then obviously that, that pillar then shifts massively. So like whenever there is a, a hotspot somewhere, then that is within seconds up on a forum and everyone is mining it. So it's like, well, um, balancing is, is so, so difficult. We know there's like mining needs to be adjusted and we're looking at it. Um, I wouldn't, it's constantly on 
the devs mind and one of the things that people would always again going back to one of the first questions one of the things that devs do and one of our jobs as community managers is they will look at the raw data of the game the stuff that we don't see and they look at that and they look and see is this working how it should be working and mm. i'll be honest uh there are times when it's it doesn't but there is a lot of times i'd say probably probably seven out of ten probably eight out of ten times that that system is working as it should be working but the the, <coughs> the, the changes are so subtle you wouldn't notice it and um, what we do though is we will say the sentiment of the players is x and you mix it with the raw data and you look at say actually sometimes it may need tweaking just so players can can feel like they're making a difference or, or something is is, is working mm. the way it should do so that's a that's a tough balance to find because you can push that too far and mm -hmm. then suddenly we have you know eight million billionaires in the galaxy so it's it's, it's difficult it's an interesting point because it's like so you, you guys have to balance you guys have sort of the wow problem as 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 i see it and and when i say the wow problem i mean so wow had years ago uh people were complaining this is too hard this is too hard this is too hard make it easier make it easier make it easier or or then you had you know i was a horde player and it's like well we don't have paladins and 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 the 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 the, the alliance side was like well we don't have shaman and i want what they have i want what they have and then okay and 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 wow went through a uh, blizzard went through a sort of process of number one sort of dumbing things down a little bit to make it a little easier and more accessible and then number two sort of taking away like, oh, well, only this class can do this sort of thing. So, like, let's make it more homogenized so everyone, no one feels left out. They got all their stuff. And what happened then was a lot of the sort of key core hardcore raider people left because they were like, okay, this this game is this this game is Hello Kitty Island Adventure now. It got dumbed down. I'm out. Yeah, balancing is it, honestly like it really is the hardest thing in the world because you always it's like it's like almost like whack-a-mole mm. push one thing down the other thing pops up and you know there's you're gonna get upset and, and we're, we're trying and the, and you know we are all trying very very hard to find that that's why it's in happening in increments rather than obviously i know that the patch didn't that doesn't doesn't speak well to my last comment but we are doing trying to do in increments to find that happy balance sort of in between and not swinging and and just chopping things and raising things and all that sort yeah. of stuff. but I mean, you know, we we have stuff coming down the road which people are aware of and you know mm -hmm. balancing is a huge part of elite so it, it's, it's always on the radar always it's never not on the radar in fairness to you guys i don't think you can judge that last but the, the dot three patch from last week I, I don't think it's fair to judge it it came out broke and so like you guys get a no grade until yeah. whatever yeah. next week when it's fixed and at that point we can actually have an intelligent <laughs> conversation about how does it feel now because like right now it's like okay it did it, it, it failed to launch give us a minute let us take two yeah. and then we'll then we'll tell you how good it is or isn't yeah but um <clears throat> I, th I think you guys really need to balance all of the aspects of the game to be equally rewarding but mm -hmm. i don't mean that strictly financially no so, uh, so yeah i'm glad you said that yeah when when you're mining you don't get to put your name on planets that's only when you're exploring when you're when you're mining you don't get to you know get that combat elite because let's be honest trade elite is easy exploration elite is easy combat elite is is the tough one that's when you get your quote-unquote iron ass as was in the original you know elite uh and 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 that's that is a much more challenging, rewarding, as it should be, sort of thing. So I, I'm okay entirely with the idea of of 
mining paying out more money than other things. I think maybe there's room to like bump up combat uh, and and trade a little a little bit. I'm not saying make combat pay out the same as mining because one is sort of a soothing zen thing but it's more of a of a job you're 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 out there grinding credits and the other one when you're doing combat that has a, a whole system of rewards yep. in that it's it's more exciting and it's more yep. dynamic and you're 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 more likely to be laughing and and doing silly stuff yeah and and like <laughs> I, I i literally having this conversation last night online with the guys i was playing uh, pvp with um and they were saying like for them again they did say they'd like they'd like a bit more money um but they did say that their, their, their biggest reward is like going on and doing stuff like with the thargoids they see that as their like that's their end game their mm -hmm. ultimate like when they're playing the game and they, they want they want combat they'll try and they'll go as a wing or they'll go solo and they'll try and take on um a basilisk or something and that, for them they're like that it's it's in terms of the reward against the risk yes it's very very small you know a million credits for a thargoid heart but it's more the fact that you have taken on the toughest enemy in the game and that is like if you can do that and walk away from it, there's bragging rights in that, and there's a whole different level of reward that isn't, you know, credits based, which I think, you know, which we're trying to get players to to do. You know, like you said, if you're going to be an explorer, be the first to discover a planet and and find this amazing. There's so many sites in Elite which are just jaw droppingly like stunning or unique. And I, I had this conversation with another commander, and I was like, the thing I love about the game is. Elite doesn't like. Obviously, there are Thargoid sites and and and, and uh, Guardian sites and outposts as such. But there is a, a lot of this universe that devs have not handcrafted. It's just there, waiting to be found. Mm. And some of it is just truly amazing. And you see these ring wells that are so close to the sun or in a nebula, and you just think this is. It generally, is, it makes you stop and look at it. Um, and that's there's a reward in and of itself of just doing those things. And I get people want more money, and they want to buy a bigger ship and stuff like that. But it's it's finding that that balance which is you know as we go back to is the uh it's the it's the dream <laughs> absolutely so uh, on, on you just mentioned you know the the whole sort of idea of exploits obviously the the slf mining thing that exploit i think mm -hmm. no one can question that's a great thing to close some people are like but I, I i want to make money with that and it's like well yeah and 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 i want ed mcmahon to show up at my doorstep and say i just won the lottery but that's <laughs> not good for you know the overall yeah. health of the game nice let, me, let me ask you about another issue that recently sort of came up in our turning the wheel scenario and and a question that came up like and i want to ask you is this an exploit or is this not an exploit what are your opinions on it so do you guys know what uh h bombing is might not by another name if you could Hyd hydrogen bombing so the idea is this i go to a fleet here or i go to a station right with eight mm -hmm. friends and we fill up my fleet carrier with 25,000 tons of hydrogen okay mm -hmm. then uh we i jump my my uh, fleet carrier into a system <clears throat> and uh i then take all of that hydrogen and i put it up for sale for a massive price the highest possible price that it will allow me to to do it mm -hmm. and then i buy and me and my friends buy the hydrogen from the fleet carrier at this massively inflated price mm -hmm. and then we go into the station and we sell it for a massive loss and when we do that 
whoever owns the station takes a huge hit on their influence in the system because it's trading at a massive loss, which if in general, if you want to trade for a loss, that's completely legitimate BGS gameplay. That's called, you know, counter BGS. That's 100% okay. But here, and this is why I think personally, my opinion is this is an exploit, is because I'm able to trade at a loss, but I'm losing to myself. So all I'm doing is moving money from my wallet to my carrier's wallet, which I can then empty right back into my wallet whenever I want. So that seems very exploity to me. And I don't know, like for something like that, is this a situation where you guys are sort of like, well, like we got to be yeah, lazy I mean, that, with it? Or on the surface, that sounds like playing the mechanics of the, of the game, exploiting the mechanic of the game. So I would say probably it comes under an exploit to me, but that's mm -hmm. with a very limited understanding of, of like what you've just said there. But to me, my initial response would be, it sounds like we we're exploiting a system within the game to gain an advantage. So it does sound like an exploit, but I mm. I would defer to more learned colleagues on this and and speak to them so like should we be able to do this um should there be a system in place that stops this happening um so that's the question i mean background simulation okay. is, a, is, a, is a whole other animal um but yes um it, it to me on the surface it does sound like a bit of an exploit Steve, See, uh, uh, <laughs> there's the bus uh, Stephen. do you want to jump under it <laughs> um well for me I, i'll talk from the, the other side to I me mean, of course i can see how how it is an exploit within the system and how it can affect um but again the players are are putting themselves at a loss um you have to make a certain sacrifice to do this um so as as technically we could say it's an exploit it's also people capitalizing on the the, the mechanics that the game's given um so if you are willing to to have a loss just to have a certain effect um let me let me jump in real quick, Stephen. Mm -hmm. I just to clarify, I'm not talking about the players putting themselves at a loss. I agree with you. That part, if it was the players putting themselves at a loss, that is already a thing that's existed in the game for forever, and that's not an exploit. That is, I'm trading my credits for influence. That's completely fair. What I'm talking about is if I do it through my fleet carrier, I quote unquote lose money, but just to my fleet carrier, so I can take it right back. I haven't lost anything. That's why I feel like that is an exploit. Yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from. That's that side of it. Um, well, it's one of those things. As as um, as Arthur said, it's it's probably one of the things we look back and we go, "Is this intended?" Because the introduction of fleet carriers was uh, was meant was intended to obviously open the game up and give players the possibility to do stuff like this, uh, which includes. Um, trading and, and mining with a mm -hmm. bit more control and, and selling so um, it's definitely something we can we can refer back to I can see where it is an exploit mm -hmm. uh, we'll probably as Arthur said um, go to somebody who has a bit more knowledge and experience <laughs> of de defining that for us I, I think the thing with fleet carriers and any feature you add to the game we can test it and understand where we think mm -hmm. fleet carriers and stuff and any feature is going to be used because you have like obviously um, QA and stuff like that but when you sure give that to 200,000 players they are going to find <laughs> every way possible to utilize that new tool right and they will think of things absolutely. that and it's it's great and in fact there's a big part of it a lot of us absolutely love watching what players do and how they use and uh, and maximize the what their fleet care fleet carriers actually do mm. um so yeah there's always going to be that one that crops through and people go ah, i'm not sure that should be working the way that's working yeah. <laughs> like we'll see, no, and sometimes we'll see two fleet carriers put up right next to each other and you're like that doesn't look great that shouldn't be happening that way and etc yeah et yeah 
And and that's why I'm I'm happy to sort of bring this to you guys and let you, uh, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like on behalf of. So I, I I spoke with several people in different communities to try to look at what would be a good base of questions to sort of expand my horizons where I get things like, hey, man, this for keyboard and mouse players, this is important. Well, for, for BGS players, this is important. This is a hot topic in the BGS community that people are arguing different sides of. And I think the, the majority of the community has coalesced around the idea that this is poor form. This should not be done, but it exists. And if it exists, people are going to use it against them. So I, I just kind of wanted to like, let's highlight this. Let's get your opinion. And if you guys feel like, hey, this is an exploit, I, I hope that it'll go on the list of things to look to figure out a way to, to stop. And if it's not an exploit and you guys are like, well, no, we think this is weird, but allowable, then, okay, the community can sort of take that on board. Yeah, and sometimes there's, there's times where you have to let things run its course for a little while just to see how it's going to play out. And mm. you can, like, one of the things that, you know, and people have said, you know, it's an e-jet reaction. It's not, it really isn't. A lot of stuff we do is like, we'll leave it for a little while and just see how it plans out because maybe it'll level off on its own. Sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't. And you're like, well, actually, this has to be addressed now because we've given it enough time. Um, and like you say, a patch will come out we have to see how that patch takes like there's always there's whatever you whatever you're doing in any title i've ever worked on uh whenever a patch or an update goes out there's a there's always that furor at the start of people that are really happy and people that are really sad you have to leave it a little bit of time and be like right where's the actual baseline here where's it sitting is it the right thing we've done or the wrong thing we've done and that always comes a little bit of time down the down the road all right well let's get to odyssey spoilers ready <laughs> so let me ask you it, this is this is um when Odyssey was announced, right? Yep. And they said, okay, Odyssey is coming. We're looking at, uh, you know, uh, December 2020. And, and and at that point, it wasn't called Odyssey. It was called New Era. New Era or Next Era is coming December 2020. And then, obviously, with COVID, things got pushed. And an announcement, an official announcement was made uh, that, you know, now under the name Odyssey, it will not be released, uh, in, you know, December, 2020 as a, as a, as a target date or whatever, that the target date was moved to quote, first quarter, 2021. Yep. When that statement was made, <clears throat> uh, I happen to know because I've, I've, I've been on the shows and listened to them and whatever. And, uh, pretty much everyone everywhere said, you know, okay, well, First quarter 2021, they told us March 31st. Uh, that was a assumption that was parroted by pretty much everyone in the community. March 31st, March 31st. Mm -hmm. So so let me ask you, when I see um, the portfolio update with Frontier Developments, that was a, a video call by Amadi Global Investments, investors rather, mm -hmm. um, and they have... An, a chance to talk directly with David Braben. And this is not him talking to, you know, the general games community, but him yeah. talking to his investors, where if he is in any way uh, untruthful, <laughs> he could actually get sued. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there, there's absolutely every kind. First off, I think David Braben is a, is a very honest person, so he's going to tell you the truth anyways. Yeah. But he, he has an actual financial responsibility to tell the truth in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and and when he's talking here, he says, yeah, things got pushed a little bit. We had looked for, you know, we were aiming for sort of early December 2020. Things got pushed a little bit. 
Um, we, we just said it would be, you know, sort of responsible to push it till first quarter 2021 just because, but, um, you know, we didn't want it kind of to get pushed into Christmas and then be, you know, sort of at a, at a place where we're, you know, doing a crunch or whatever. Like you can tell David loves his people and, and is like mm -hmm. a, a, a good dude to work for as far mm -hmm. as he takes care of his people. Um, but he said, you know, we're not really looking at a massive delay. We're looking at more a handful of days. Uh, so, you know, maybe around Christmas or early, early, early 2021. Okay. I, f I feel like the community, when they jump to the assumption, you know, March 31st, I feel like they may have jumped the gun on that assumption. And I'm not asking you for like an official date or whatever, but like, I think this video makes a very good argument that people that are expecting end of March are maybe uh, going to be pleasantly surprised not in the not too distant future. Yeah, look, I, I, in terms of actual release dates, I'll, I'll be entirely honest. I, I, I am not allowed to give the, sure. the release date for Odyssey, and that, that's saying I, I would quite happily say. And there's a, there's a multitude of reasons for that, but the, I guess the, the biggest one is, hey, look, David will have a, a far better steer on where that uh, development is than I will or Stephen mm -hmm. will. Sure. Um, and in his mind, if it if it looks like it's going that way at that point when he makes that statement, then that's fantastic but the thing about d game dev and i'm not again I'm, I'm not saying this is like oh yeah of course you're gonna say it it's a fact like it could be going along it could be plain sailing and then suddenly come something comes out and just rips mm -hmm. two three four five weeks of dev time out and then suddenly that that window is then just lost a month and it's it really is that simple and it's it's like it, it i i'm not using the the current global situation as an excuse it really isn't but um they these guys are now all working from home and 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 love it or hate it it does slow down productivity you know where like you, i think anyone working like what we're doing the amount of times we spend in meetings is incredible now to, to actually <laughs> just doing work you like you like i'm in a i'm in a call i'm in a call i have a, I have a chat and mm. another call and another call and eventually you get like two three hours in a day which are like gold and you're eating your lunch and actually doing the work because you're, you're too busy talking whereas if you're in office you can just be shouting over at each other and pointing at your screen mm. and all that sort of jazz it does slow things down um we of course we'd love to, to to be able to be like hey look it's early but we i can only tell you what what i know and and it is sweaty for for q1 in in 2021 and um like again that's i don't know what else to say really um maybe it'll, it'll come earlier maybe it'll, who knows i don't know i i certainly don't know David, to, jump, to jump on that um it's really important as part of our jobs is to um is to manage expectations and mm. um for people to to um, to try not to delve too much into certain things for instance yeah. david talking as arf said um it could be the, like at that time that was the date that, that david braven had assumed but then things can change in the future please know as arthur has also said throughout this whole call that we are 100% focused on being upfront and honest with you guys um, and the community. So see as soon as we do have a date and as soon as we're able to tell you the date, um, we will 100%, as I said before, uh, shout it from the rooftops. You know, we we are we, we want to tell you guys as much as we possibly can, but there's a plan, there's a method, um, there's reasons behind it. We don't want to sit there and go, um, it's coming on X. And then as Arthur sure. said, when, when, we, when we moved to transition from home, that was two weeks taken away from everybody having to get the equipment, get tech to set up the new equipment from going home, putting in obviously security measures, we're working from home, X, Y, and Z, everything that we had to do, that was two weeks that was just taken from development. Yeah. And again, we're not using the the 
we're not using um, COVID as, as an excuse, but that does then affect the schedule moving forward. So things like that, especially when we move back, we, we eventually move back into the office, say if it is September, October, November, the transition coming back into that will have a, have an effect on, oh, okay, maybe some people like myself has moved back to Scotland. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to move back down to Cambridge and get an apartment and, and do that stuff again. And that's going to take an effect on my personal life and hopefully not on my work life, but there is obviously possibilities of that happening. Um, well, I'm sure also as as community managers, you guys are more than happy for everybody to assume the worst March 31st and then be able to come in ahead of time as the heroes. But I mean, just from my standpoint, I, I my job is to look at all of it and to try to make oh, accurate course, yeah. guesses. And my I'm favorite. thinking it might not Sorry, be as bad as people think. Yeah, look, I, look. There's, there's always that. I don't know if anyone's a Star Trek fan. There's always that Scotty sort of euphemism. Oh, yeah, sort of. You know, tell tell them it takes eight weeks and we only four. You look like a genius. We'd love to be a Scotty, like we'd love mm. to, but we generally we like we work into that as like Q1 is is our target, and and we hope to be out in Q1 in 2021, and that's that's where where we're we're looking to be heading towards. So, mm. okay, yeah, I've always wondered about Scotty because he would always say, you know. Captain, the engines cannot take a motor. And the thing is, is like, uh, no, that's that's not how Newtonian physics work. We're we're moving at this speed. You can yeah. turn the engines off. We're going to keep going at this speed. Yeah. yeah, you're fine, Scotty. You're okay. But I think he knew that. I think he knew that, and I think Captain Kirk didn't know that. So he was like, I'll just say this, and I I look like a genius because I'm constantly fixing things ahead of time. And he's like, this guy just can fix anything. He's like, well, no, you're just really stupid, Captain. And I'm just doing stuff. He's down there on a coffee break. Just drinking his whiskey. <laughs> Representing for the Scots. Yeah. I'm just going to say that um, in Scotland, we all learn how to do that. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm on to you, Stephen. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, that's, whiskey. <laughs> I'm going to have to teach Arthur, uh, you know, mind your wish. Hold your, it's hold your wish. Hold your, hold your wish. Yeah, hold yeah there, you wish. there you go. There you go. I'm wish. terrified to ask what that is. <laughs> it's, be, it's, it's, um, it's basically hold your tongue, be quiet. Ah. Well as your parents would be like, if you're running about, your mum would shoot. Hold your wish. So that way, if, if Steven's getting on your nerves, Arthur, that's what you can do. You can just tell him, hold your wish. Right. I'm going to make a note. It's <clears> bound <throat> to a key, so when we're counting, the hammer in that key. Okay, so let's 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 look at uh, one other aspect of mm -hmm. of Odyssey. I'm going to bring up. Um, yeah, you guys haven't announced it. Obviously, you can't. You will when you can. Um, but it's a no brainer. You guys are giving us new ships or new something because, like, you're not going to a, a, a company, a programming company, a software development company, isn't going to say, "Here's a game that's all about flying spaceships. Give us forty dollars. We're giving you no spaceships." So, like. I'm just going to say and not ask you, I'm just going to tell you, you're giving us new spaceships. How how do you guys go about thinking about that? Because I know from previous uh, sort of internal things with Frontier that when you guys start the idea of a concept of a new ship, you get, you know, a lead like like Chris Gregory will go to your uh, listings where you have that map. Um, which I have up right here of like, hey, this is sort of, this is what we use. And when I look at that, I'm seeing like on the old chart from, from Elite, you've got some obvious, you've got, you know, the BOA, you've got the Moray, the Gecko, you've got a shuttle that's there, you've got the transporter. 
and and from other things you have things like the panther clipper or the imperial explorer that i'm sure you guys have heard all about people when am i going to get a when am i going to get b i'm not i'm not asking you know what are we getting next but i'm asking how do you guys sort of look at that chart and look at the things and then balance in what everyone like people just will not shut up about the panther clipper like how do you guys look at all of that and say hmm do, do you kind of say like oh well we have an idea for a role we want to fill so let's put that in or is it whoa oh my god people keep asking for a so we better give them a or i mean how does, how i'm does that not work? I'm not one of the guys that makes that final decision, but I know like how it's looked at in terms of like, I mean, you've asked about Odyssey, so it'll be like, what will fit with what what would what do we want to bring to the game for the new features? So that would be one of the things you'd look at. If you ever put a vehicle into a game or anything into a game, you've got to see how it's going to work with everything else. So mm -hmm. I guess that's the primary function when you look at doing anything. It's like, will this work with what we have or what we're trying to deliver? And I guess that will be the starting, that'll be the focus point, And then you work down from there. So it's more trying to fill a hole or trying to fill a gap in what could be a, a, a you know, like, oh, well, you know, this this seems to work well here. It's not so much just, uh, well, everybody's asking for for Panther Clipper. So let's get on Panther Clipper. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to I mean, like I take um, from the previous uh, ships when I saw the crate was coming back. I was very, very excited for to, just to see it. Um, but um <laughs> There's always going to be people like what what the fans if they're crying out for something and then possibly it will go in there but really the re reality is we want the game to be the best game it can be and and sometimes that means we can't just put in the the, the shiny ship that everyone wants because it will just either it will add nothing to the game or it will you know it will detract from the game so some i, I guess it always comes down to functionality and, and use of, of whatever whatever feature uh vehicle or otherwise you're put into the game like what service will it provide or what mm. service uh so what purpose will it serve sorry mm -hmm. um and what feature will it complement and that's i guess would be where you'd start and you got the right okay does this fit these these criteria yes is it an existing ship we have possibly is it something else that we need to invent possibly and uh, that's how i would approach it but i'm i'm not those guys so i i, I we just give them feedback on hey these people mm. really love this ship <laughs> they really want to see this ship back in the game so um, anyway go ahead no no sorry that was it really oh follow-up question when can i get an interview with chris gregory very very busy man <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah fair enough my money for the record my money's on the boa and the imperial explorer i would like to see those i think the concept of the panther clipper is super super awesome but it would require you guys to literally make up like a new mechanism for how it deals with a, like a, a lot of new mechanisms and that's a lot of work so i'm i'm, I'm that's i'm putting my money down down now i bet on the boa and the imperial explorer uh or or some sort of explorer and, and we'll see how that plays out okay all right <clears throat> um let's let's oh, one last thing on odyssey before we go off this subject because I, I know this is the line that you guys are like okay this is the part of the conversation where we have to i'm be trying nervous. to tread very carefully here but no, yes I I, i'm being it. as open as i can but yes no 100 percent. but i will say you guys announced on the forums uh last week mm -hmm. hey we're gonna have we're excited to talk to you more about odyssey and we're gonna yep. have a thing in august yep. uh we're gonna have a dev diary 
I hope that it's the first of many for the record. I hope that there are more dev diaries than 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 one because and I, I think you can infer that based on the previous comment of there would be the return of dev diaries plural. Mm-hmm. Um, it strikes me that we have a new lead community manager. And it strikes me that that new lead community manager was a player first and then moved into the role of community manager. And it strikes me that now we are getting a kind of a notice of, hey, guys, we can't tell you a thing right now, but we don't want to just leave you treading water going, when am I going to get news? We're going to tell you you're getting it next month. So, like, just everybody relax. And and, and now you can know that. Yes, Maybe I'm reading too much into this. No, you know, that's that's exactly what it's about. Look, and this is not, and I, I want to be really clear on this. This is not detract. It's not just my job to do that. Like Stephen, Tim, oh, yeah. Bruce, they've been working so hard behind the scenes to to sort of make things. Uh, I won't say shift change, but just to change the way we approach things. Um, but one of the things that I said is like, look, I get it. We all get the frustrations of being told something and and then we say nothing. So I will say this quite openly. Um, the Odyssey announcement of Dev Diaries. Um, uh, starting next month is correct. We are going to have uh, a dev diary next month, and I was very keen on getting that out there. Will there be more than one? Yes. Am I prepared to say how many there's going to be? No. Am I going to tell you there will be information at Odyssey thereafter? Yes, there will be. Um, we, we have a plan. We're going to deliver it as and when we can. Um, stuff like dev diaries are fantastic deep dives into various aspects of what Odyssey is going to be providing. Um, I do know what the subject is for the dev diary. Am I going to share it? I absolutely am not. I want it to be a surprise for everybody. Um, but here's the idea. Like, we get it. Like, we we, we know that people want to feel like we've listened to them. And I, like, I, I put the, the guys put the thing out. So look, the first dev diary is going to land in August. And it's like, fantastic. And then people are like, well, tell us the exact date. And I'm like, well, actually, I'll be totally <laughs> honest. And, I'll, and I'll, we hadn't filmed it. Like, we were filming it that week. So there's a multitude of things that could have gone wrong. Like, they, sure. someone could have been... Some may not be able to make it into the office. Some may we don't better record the footage we needed. And um, I don't have an exact date of when it's going to come. But I know it's it's recorded. We just need to edit it, so it's going to come in August. I'm not keeping that information away from anyone. I'm just telling everyone it's it's going to happen. It's going to come in August. Um. So the idea is that we want to be as open when we can. We want you to know when that information flow is coming because, in fairness, we want eyes on the product. We want people to see what we're going to be doing with Odyssey and the road we're taking with it. Um, so one of the things I, that um, Steve and Bruce and I work very hard with is to say, look, we need to be communicating this and we need to be delivering these 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 key moments for our community so they can have something to look forward to and have something to tune into and be excited for, oh, hey, that's, that was really cool. I want to know what comes next and when it might be coming next. And that's important. Fair, 100%. But I just want to highlight and say that we appreciate the, the move towards it's infuriating and frustrating. And I understand that sometimes it has to be, but it's, it's very frustrating for a player. When you say you're going to get news soon, you're going to get news soon. You're going to get news soon for, for like a month or plus the, just the small move, but the move to, Hey, you're going to get news in August. I think that is a huge, huge sea change. And, and it's much appreciated just from the standpoint of now everyone can, you know, just relax. And and I get that, unfortunately, and this is the price you pay for you do a good thing and no good deed goes unpunished. You say <laughs> you're going to get information in August and then immediately the very first thing is, okay, exact day and time. And if you were to say, okay, you're going to get information August the 18th, people would be, okay, at what hour? It, like it's, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, no, I get it. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't <laughs> I see it. Like, it. 
yeah, yeah I, I don't see that necessarily as that. I see it as like passion. Like people desperately want to know. And for me, that's really encouraging because it's like it means cool. It means that you're definitely when I give that date, you're definitely going to tune in. Um, mm. But I get it. Like I do understand it, and I I do say to people, look, I will give people news, good or bad, um, when I can. Like I will get an answer for someone mm. and say, look, it's going to come, it's not going to come, etc., etc., etc. There are a lot of burning questions that are on my radar. And I have listened and I'm working to get answers. And when I get the answers, I'll give them. Um, it's literally what I don't want to do is giving correct information. And neither does the rest of the team. Like one of the things we've said is like, we'll be honest um, and we'll be open. And when we can do it, we will. And if we can't, we'll say flat out, we're not going to talk about it or that's a surprise and we're going to wait. And I think people, I think the great thing about our community is they are by and large mature enough to understand that. It's just, I understand that when you say nothing, that's very frustrating, which is what we want to avoid. A hundred percent. And I'll just say on the last subject of Dev Diaries, and I'm not asking you for information, I'm just putting in a shameless plug. The community absolutely loves and adores Dr. K. And we would love to see a Dr. K Dev Diary. Not asking, I'm just just putting it out there. Okay, I'll, right. I will take that feedback on board. Beautiful. Beautiful. I believe um, K's doing something on a 24-hour stream, actually. Um, I need to double check. It was on my email, so I'll just double check and have a look. So there might be some information. You might get some Dr. K soon. Nice, nice. All right. So it, it, it seems to me that a lot of what you guys are moving towards uh, with, with just looking through the hints of, of stuff with um, uh, kind of like, oh, this is, you know, this, the, the notes that occurred with the thing for Odyssey of like, and coming up in Odyssey, we'll have this, this, and this. Several mm -hmm. key points were mentioned. Number one, uh, you know, player social hubs. Uh, mm -hmm. and there was outposts and settlements on planets, mm -hmm. uh, and, and there were some, uh, sort of hints and allusions to, uh, you know, things where players will come together, maybe some on foot, some in a buggy, some in a, in a ship to like work on a mission together, whatever it, it seems to me, and I might just be reading into it, but that you guys are really sort of going towards a, uh, reaching out for like multiplayer sort of shared experiences as as a, a focus going forward of of things that you guys are are looking into and i i wonder um with regard to you know wings expanding sort of some things that are with wings or some things that are with squadrons uh like it's if, if, if that's where you guys are sort of focusing a lot of stuff of like players working together on a project that sort of is very, very interesting to me. In, in addition to the fact that you have in things like, you know, No Man's Sky just put out, uh, you know, hey man, we have full crossplay now. Xbox players can play with, PC players can play with, you know, PlayStation players. It seems like that is where the sort of community of Space Sims is heading, uh, more sort of player integration or whatever. What are your feelings on all of that the sort of player integration and focusing on expanding that? In terms of um, playing together, uh, I, I, I can't speak for crossplay and stuff. Like that. I, I generally and hand them. I don't know what the um, where we where we're at with that in the dev side, so I can't um, mm -hmm. give a, oh, a, an answer of any form of sort of authority on that whatsoever. So I will stay way away from that one until mm -hmm. I'm briefed. Um, okay. But in terms of um, players playing together it's a huge part of what we want players to be able to do and mm. um, to be able to come together uh, as a group and and take on missions it's because when i first started playing elite and i'll be honest and i played it i played it a, a, for a long time i played it solo um just me in the black just going around and i thoroughly enjoyed it like it was it was part of the 
the mystery of of space right you're out there on your own and you're doing your own thing and you're blazing your own trail um but the minute i started doing stuff um with my partner jen and we, we would multi-crew and she would even if she wasn't actually physically playing elite as in like she would move the pips around and stuff but she would be on a, a tablet looking at places to visit and stuff <laughs> the minute you start playing with other people it's, it's an entirely different game and we just want that to continue like, it, like anything is 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 fun with your friends so if we can get you doing some really cool stuff um uh, <laughs> with your friends and that's definitely what we want to be we want people to be able to get into games and mm. play together e easily yeah okay i'm gonna leave you with a shameless plug of an idea that i had that we we talked about on the show last week that i i i want you guys to have in your mind and maybe maybe it comes to something maybe it doesn't but i want you guys to know about it yep um i feel like elite dangerous has two fairly unique characteristics that differentiate it from almost all other games okay number one i feel that elite dangerous has a much steeper learning curve that is in some ways problematic and it 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 is indicative of all of the complexities that make me love this game so much but i have to acknowledge the fact that it is a, a curve that that consumes a lot of players there's a lot of people that give up and and go stop playing elite because they don't get over that initial hump of you know the toughness yep also elite has what i feel is one of the most sort of beautiful communities of very very giving people of their time that truly want to help other players i feel like if you combine these two unique factors uh you it sort of cries out for an obvious need for a thing and that thing would be a mentor program within the game so <clears throat> there are some games like for example final fantasy 14 has a mentor program where uh it takes what they call green leafs which are new players the players that have just started the game with a new character have under x amount of hours in under their belt or have under x amount of levels and whatever achievements and and mentors and the mentors it pulls uh automatically it's not a thing that you have to like sort of go to a job interview or anything it just says <clears throat> these are the qualifications you need to meet to be a mentor so for example for elite it would be like you have to have mined x amount of tons with lasers x amount of tons with subsurface deposits x amount of tons through core deposits for combat you need to be x combat rank you need to have done x amount of you know has reses x amount of of uh high res high sec low sec whatever uh uh resource sites or whatever you have to have uh done x amount of you know thargoid combat for for uh you have to be you know exploration elite you have to have done traded x amount of rare goods you could have key factors that it looks for that it pulls from the codex and says <clears throat> this this pilot would be suitable as a mentor just from the aspect of they they've done this stuff so they know how to do it but then you let's say you have to go into jameson's memorial you know in shinrarda and you have to go to uh, the contacts tab and you have to apply to be a member. You have to literally opt in so that nobody gets bugged that doesn't want to do it. You have to say, <clears throat> I want to help people. I will do this. Um, and then it creates just how you have squadron as a channel, like, you know, that you can have comms in for new players. It gives them a channel and it and that it just populates new players and mentors in that channel and mentors in that channel have a little sign by their name saying they are a mentor and new players can say like man i don't understand i keep 
I, I can't find a single rock that has painite. I've gone and I've looked and looked and I'm firing off prospector limpets and the mentor can say, no, wait, just to be clear, did you target that prospector limpet? Because it won't give you the information unless you target the prospector and then you'll get the info. Oh, okay. Something yeah. like that. And <clears throat> I want to be very, very clear. I feel like the way this system needs to be, uh, one thing that I would differentiate from Final Fantasy XIV, do not do it the way they do it, did it if you want this to be successful. It needs to be a situation where mentors have, have a, a symbol by their name in that channel so that people can know, oh, this is the mentor, this is the guy I listen to. But outside of that channel, you have no special indicator by your name. You have no special powers whatsoever in the game. This is not a status symbol. This is not something that gets you anything. And there is no reward for doing being a mentor. No, You don't get a special sticker. You don't get a paint job. You don't get a bobblehead. This is something, because if you give rewards, then you incentivize the wrong groups of people to, to join this program. You want it to just be like me personally, I'll stop what I'm doing and take time to talk people through stuff. I can tell you from Mal for the win, Psychic, DH397, um, so many players that I know, if you go to their stream and even non-streamers, if you talk to them, they will stop what they're doing in, 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 you know, discord and go spend an hour taking, Oh, let me, I'll take you to the guardian site. Let's let's I'll help you out. You're having a problem. Yeah. I think there's so many people in this game that would help because for a lot of us, you know, the, the key is that you go and you find an exegesis video, you go and find a down to earth video, you go and find uh, this, you know, you go on a NAR and look it up, you go on EDDB, you go here, you go there, but there's a lot of players, newer players that they don't, access all of that sort of meta whatever all they do is play the game and they only play in you know what's in game and if they had sort of a text channel in game because they don't have a squadron maybe or they don't have a they don't discord if new players had a way without leaving the the microcosm of the game to reach out and to get help from the more knowledgeable players i feel like we could help a lot of those people make it over that initial hump and then we could expand their horizons to say well here you need this website you definitely need to get discord you definitely need to get this and and help them to get to sort of a place where they can you know i look i i'm gonna say off the bat i think it's a fantastic idea i love it like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i, I can't see um i can't sit here and say i i, I wouldn't think that was a fantastic thing um, I know from my original experience of Elite, it took me uh, two or three goes to get into it, purely because mm. it's, it is a very tough game to get into. Um, but um, I, I don't know how easy or difficult it is dev side to implement something like that, but I think it's something that I will take away. Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, and that's pretty, uh, pretty much what I can say at the moment. But yeah, I really like that idea. Okay. Well, guys, I know I've taken a bunch of your time. And as you said, you've got dot three to deal with and other issues. So I should let you get back to work. It's going to be a perfect Monday morning. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so Thanks, much. Guy. Thank you so much. And, and I hope that everybody enjoys this. This will be released, uh, you know, Tuesday at 6 p.m. UTC. So look for it then. Thank you again for having us on. It's always a pleasure. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, guy. Bye-bye. And to play us out, let's go with So Many Stars by Miguel Johnson from his album, the Explorers.
You can find links for both the opening and closing songs in the show notes. Enjoy! Mm-hmm. 